This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services. And uh, hello, everyone. Um, welcome to OBS Talk Show Presents. My name is Keith Williams. I'm your host today. And we've been incredibly busy here at the Australia Broadcast Section and some other things. So we have not able to host our most recent podcast episodes. So we're going to try to play catch up sometime this week. So um, please be patient with us. We got so much that's going on right now. And today we is actually the first episode of our sixth season. And so for those of you who have been with us for the last five seasons, we really thank you for being part of and supporting us. So reason why we're on here today, and so for the first episode of the new season, the sixth season, um, we have a situation here that has not been getting a lot of media attention. So here's the thing, on March 26th, that's roughly about, about two weeks ago, a major storm has hit uh, parts of Alabama and Mississippi. Um, so there was tornadoes, there was rainstorms, there was hailstorms. Uh, Mississippi was one of the areas that got hit. Also in Northwest Alabama where Florence, the town of Florence is, and Alabama also got hit. But the part of Alabama that got hit that did not get a lot of media attention. And that is a small town called Camp Hill here in Alabama. It is a small town, roughly about a thousand people. And it's in Talladega County, which is halfway between Auburn and Alexander City in close proximity to US Highway 280. And in either direction, it's like um, about a 25-minute drive in either direction. And it's about a little under an hour east of Birmingham. And so this small town um, on March 26th got hit with a, a huge hailstorm. I, your host, has been on the ground here. So... In case you're wondering, well, what are the scenery is? I'm here uh, in Camp Hill, Alabama right now. I've been here since Friday, uh, Saturday. So I've been here for about a week. And I am in the communications uh, room with uh, at the Disaster Recovery Center located in the heart of town. So this is also where Town Hall is. This is where the mayor is working at. This is where the city council is at. This is where some of the major uh, ish, major things are happening uh, right here. Uh, and 
part of the structure that we're at has been uh, utilized as the disaster recovery uh, center, which have been established uh, since March 26 when, when the storm hit. And today I'm just gonna give you a synopsis of what's going on and also be doing a call of action. So without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and get started. So I got my screen put up and this is uh, the actual Camp Hill, Alabama Facebook page. This is the main page where people can get information from about what's going on in Camp Hill as, as opposed to the disaster relief efforts that's going on here. We have a wonderful young man by the name of Warren Tidwell, who's been on the ground ever since it happened. Uh, he's been working around the clock, nonstop, for over about two or three weeks. And we're extremely proud of the work that he has done in uniting people and resources so that we can do whatever we can to rebuild this town and restore the people that have been affected by this. So roughly on March 26, roughly about maybe about two or three weeks ago, a hailstorm had hit this portion of, of town. And well, you know, in some areas they got hit with a tornado. Well, in this particular part of town, they actually were hit by a hailstorm. Well, the report suggests that uh, hail that fell in this town was either from uh, golf size to grapefruit size in length. About 90% of the cars that, uh, that, that are used here in this town are total. Um, Lots of damage, uh, damage to windows, damage to the body to the point that they are inoperable. About 500 homes were affected, including uh, damage to roofs, leaks in ceilings, some floor damage, some um, hot water heater damage. Um, we call this a climate disaster because with the water that's built up, there are mold issues. So if that does not get fixed within the next six months, a lot of these homes are going to be inoperable. You know, people are not going to be able to live in these homes because of the increase of, of mildew and mold. And a lot of people, you know, that when you come in contact with mold for a certain period of time, you're going to get sick, right? So we don't want people to be in a position to where there's a mold buildup in their house so great that they cannot live in their home. So, and today we're dealing with, uh, there's a steady rain that be going on all day. So that's gonna add to the problems that people are facing already. So that is the extent of the damage. Now, there has been a crew that went out, um, I believe for the past week that, that went to every home that we can to do a damage assessment. And that damage assessment was turned in on this past uh, Friday. 
and we hope that the town will receive a declaration for FEMA um, so that more funding and resources can be poured into the town. But right now, what needs to happen is like a what I call a personal needs assessment um, to where we were prior to we were prior so we were prioritized sorry about that that we were prioritized what is actually needed in in the town so that uh we can do uh so we can do a needs assessment as to exactly what people are needed so that's pretty much the extent of what has happened here. But I'm gonna tell you what some of the needs are. So on this Camp Hill uh, uh, web's uh, Facebook page here, uh, which I got pulled up here is the official page to where uh, people are able to get information about what's going on in Camp Hill. Um, so I'm just going to scroll down here and you can like look at some of the, if I can. Okay, there we go. Um, so right here, if you want to know more about who Warren Tidwell is, there's there's an article here. So you can learn more about you know him. He has been doing this work for quite a while. Uh, this, this is passion uh, here, and you can read more about some of the work that he has done. You can click on this link right here. It's from uh, Reckon.com, if you want to know about. Well, he is the one that has set everything up. So he's our go-to man, and he has done a tremendous job in getting this recovery center open and kind of coordinate everything from assessing the needs of the people uh, to getting resources here, to round up volunteers, whatever needs to be done. Yeah. He has done a tremendous job. So if you want to know more about him, you can click on this article right here, reckon.news, uh, here, okay? Okay, so I'm going to play this clip right here that uh, this was actually uh, an update from today. So I'm going to play this clip if I can. I'm trying to see. Well, actually, it's not a clip. It's uh, it's actually screen. So what you're seeing here is that we're using an app called uh, the Crisis Center app. And what this, this, this is a, a lot of large nonprofits, they use this app or a similar app. And what that does is that that kind of put the whole town of Camp Hill, you know, on display and see is it's color coded. As you can see, all the red is where uh, all, all of these areas are homes that have been affected, but the red indicates that uh, those needs haven't been met yet. The yellow means that they are, and the green means that they've been taken care of. So. That's how that works. So this is how we keep track of who needs what, what needs to be done, and what has been done. Um, so this is coming from Warren Tidewell, or uh, Tidwell, excuse me. 
So basically what's going to happen this week is that we'll have a group, group of people going door to door in the town to assess needs so that they can be put on a crisis cleanup app, as you can see here, uh, so that we can uh, match people to whatever those needs are. If you have any questions, you can contact him at area code 334-663-5472, or you can come by the Disaster Recovery Center located at 41 Hurd Street here in Camp Hill. And so this screen is kind of giving like a glimpse of what it looks like. All right, let's see, let's move on here. Um, this was from yesterday. We uh, are serving meals daily, roughly between 400 and 450 meals a day. That's that picture. That was from yesterday. Um, there is a Easter egg hunt that will be take place at Camp Hill Library today from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, that's a town update. Okay, um, here is an article from, uh, it's a local outlet called OA, OA now, that stands for uh, Opelika and Auburn. And like I said, Opelika and Auburn are east up here. About, about 25, 30 minute ride uh, from here. And this is one of the articles that, so this is one of the articles that was, uh, you know, that was written on yesterday. So let's look at that. Okay, so this is, this is one of the houses, one of the four, 500 houses that had been affected. And like I said earlier, there was a lot of homes that had um, roof damage. We have some that have exterior damage due to the hail. Um, a lot of cars have been totaled, roughly about 80 to 90% of cars have been totaled. Um, lots of damage. We saw that there are holes in the ground to where the hail has hit. You know, when you got hail hitting it at great speeds, it's going to have a major impact on the ground. And I myself um, have been part of the team that actually went out and done the assessment that's been done. So I had an opportunity to actually tour the homes in the town to have an opportunity to talk to some incredible people. And so I saw the damage firsthand. In our second report that we're gonna do, uh, if the weather cooperates, that you will have an opportunity to see for yourself exactly what's going on out in the field. And I'm also going to appear on Not Necessarily Political with Monty Malone's, another popular podcast uh, talking about the Camp Hill disaster and do a plea of call of action as well. 
And that would be at 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, 3 p.m. Central. And that interview, of course, will be posted on the Australia Broadcast Session Facebook page. So hopefully you will tune in for that. Okay, so this is the article. It was written yesterday um, by the Auburn Appalachia Auburn newspaper here. Okay, so this is a three-minute article, so I'm going to uh, click on here and let you listen to this article. So here we go. John West. Camp Hill is looking for the public's help as they recover from hailstorms that barreled through the southeast in late March, damaging over 400 houses. On March 26th, massive hail the size of softballs and grapefruit rained down for 15 to 20 minutes. No lives were lost, but property damage was extensive. Just a quick word from our sponsor. You asked? Please answer. Zaxby's Asian Sensation Salad is back. It comes with our hand-breaded chicken, crisp wonton strips. And the cherry on top, the grill on the side. Order one ahead through the Zaxby's app. Saucy Zaxby's. Same storms produced a tornado that destroyed 130 structures in Point, as well as floods that breached the city water reservoir in Lafayette. As of Friday, roofs are still being tarped in Camp Hill, which has a population of around 1,000. Warren Tidwell, the town's community resilience coordinator, said they desperately need volunteers. We need all hands on deck to get here, assess, and get these tarps on these roofs. Tidwell said, these folks are hurting and this town is in trouble because about three quarters of this town is going to be uninhabitable in about six months from then. Tidwell added, we need every church in Auburn and we need volunteer. And the thing is, we're still in first response kind of stuff. Over 400 houses need roofing repairs and another 300 need tarps. He added that 80 to 90% of the cars were totaled after the hailstorm. It decimated every single roof, Tidwell said. These hailstones knocked ceilings inside of houses onto beds. We've got disabled folks. It's a very vulnerable community. According to Camp Hill Mayor Messiah Cole Williams, the hail burst through carports and damaged the cars underneath. Residents can still see sunlight through their ceilings. They can see the sky from their living room. When it rains, their roof leaks, he said. We're waiting for this rain to come in this weekend. So those are some of the things that we're dealing with. Tidwell said local Emma has submitted a disaster declaration to FEMA for Camp Hill, but FEMA has not moved on it yet. Camp Hill declared a state of emergency on March 31st. Jason Moran, the director for the Tallapoosa County Emergency Management Agency, said over 420 damage assessments will be submitted to the Alabama Emma for review. They will then be sent on to FEMA for further review. There's a 30-day window that you have to get all your data together and submit it. That's a normal protocol, Moran said. We're following the normal process. You do the assessment, submit to the state, and then they submit it to FEMA. For the time being, things have to be handled at the local level while reaching out for volunteers. At this point, we're just kind of in holding pattern until everything's done and we get some word from the federal government, Moran said. Meanwhile, construction companies and the volunteer fire department are doing the best they can to work the disaster and get tarps on roofs in the town. Cole Williams said the town is currently in crisis cleanup mode and putting together a long-term recovery plan. Volunteers are needed to help in the efforts. People are needed to clean yards, tarp roofs, help with grocery deliveries, among other needs. We just need volunteers on the ground, Tidwell said. This has affected about 98% of the town. 
It's just an invisible disaster. No one died. There's no one who got hurt per se, and it seems like it's just property, Cole Williams said. It goes by the wayside, but right now it's just people hurting that have often been forgotten. Call Cole Williams at 256-750-3750 to volunteer. Volunteers can also report to the Volunteer Resource Center set up in town at 41 Heard Street in Camp Hill. Next article. Uh, so that's pretty much uh, the article. Um, also want to shout out to the mayor here in, in uh, Camp Hill, Messiah Williams Cole, for doing an excellent job in helping out whatever he can. Uh, here. So again, this article kind of like summarizes the situation that we have here. We have about four, 500 homes that have been affected through the hailstorms. About 80 90% of vehicles have been totaled due to the storms. And we also have a lot of houses that would be facing mold issues, if not now, probably within the next six months. And if we don't get a handle on it, then these homes are, people are not going to be able to live in these homes. Let's see what else we got here. And so again, if, um, they don't deal with this in the next six months that about two thirds of these homes will be uninhabitable due to mold issues. Um, and so volunteers are needed. The good news is that the resources are coming, but we need volunteers to come on the ground. Um, I will go into more detail as to what the needs are and what type of volunteers uh, that, we, that we're going to need. But this is one of the articles locally that came out. And we also had uh, a report from the Birmingham NBC affiliate WBTM Channel 13 in Birmingham. A couple of days ago, they had a report on the disaster as well. And I'm working with other nonprofit organizations and media outlets to provide coverage for this disaster so that we can get more funding, more resources, and most importantly, volunteers. Okay. So this this is you know some more you know updates people are posting you know people are posting things relating to Camp Hill like there may be uh, right now there may not be some displaced people but there are been some displaced animals so we see that on here now this uh, was. This is an update on Thursday. Here, I'll see if you can uh, listen to that. Hey, everybody. It is quiet here at the Volunteer Resource Center. We're set up in Camp Hill. Um, I just want to thank all the folks who taken the time to help this week, all my friends, all the folks who donated for the tarps, all the people who have 
taking time to do what they, you know, what they could do to help Campfield. This is the most unique disaster I've ever worked. We have softball to grapefruit sized hail at the least baseball size for 15 to 20 minutes on top of this town of a thousand folks, uh, probably 80 to 90% of the cars were totaled. Um, we need three, 400 roofs tarped. There's probably 500 that are have to be replaced every home, every business, uh, every residence. But the locals have come together and, and started putting together a great plan. We have crisis cleanup where we're starting to route all of the things you'll see here, uh, a map with all the needs. Some of these needs are days old, though. We're just now got our feet under them. We need volunteers to help staff this volunteer res uh, resource center. We need folks to help us figure out a logistics plan to start addressing these. We'll be doing work orders and, and sending them to folks. So if you've got a uh, an organization, a church or an individual who wants to help with some of these, some of it's cleaning out houses, some of it's tarping. Uh, we've got roof leaks. We got a lot of folks who are either uninsured, underinsured, and that's the houses. We're not even talking about the cars yet. Uh, we've got 50 cars totaled in public housing. Folks can't get out. Uh, we need food services, which we're working on. Uh, big shout out to the Mormons. They've been great. Uh, got a bunch of food coming. Uh, we've had uh, Church of the Highlands show up and tarp some roofs. Uh, we've had the roofing companies themselves have jumped in because it's so bad trying to help uh, do this thing. Um, but this is going to be a two to three year recovery. It is a hidden disaster in that all, a lot of the damage is inside. The next time it rains, we're going to have rain pouring into these homes. When it starts getting hot, we're going to have mold. We're going to have all the, all kinds of issues. This is, this is a modern day climate disaster. This is a harbinger of future storms. This is a frontline community dealing with a climate crisis. Uh, and, um, we need all hands on deck uh, right now. We've we've got a lot of support uh, with some, some of the bigger orgs hopefully coming in. They're just now doing assessments, but this is days ago. And so um, a lot of y'all know how to get in touch with me. Um, my number is 334-663-5472, but we're going to be setting up uh, uh, camphillstrong.org. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, some communication stuff, but first got to get this logistics plan in place to start addressing these immediate needs and then set up some sort of case management system to match folks uh, with needs to resources. And uh, it's gonna be a long road. Uh, Camp Hill, Alabama needs you. This is, uh, this is a terrible disaster. And I don't say this lightly, uh, we would have been better off if we'd got a tornado through town, I believe. Um, thankful there's no deaths, no injuries, none of that stuff. Um, but we've got big pitch roofs of these old homes that, uh, you know, need tarps and we need folks who are skilled in that or have access to professionals to do that. Right now, um, we have tarps coming in. I have a big shout out to uh, and a bunch of stuff today. We've got 100 sheets of buses, but 41 Hertz Street is the Volunteer Resource Center. If you want to come in um, and help us out, uh, we need it. Thank you. That was a great extensive report. That was from this past Wednesday. Um, uh, this was yesterday's uh, 
this was yesterday, uh, the campaign fire department, they uh, cook hamburgers and hot dogs on uh, yesterday. It's right here. Uh, more displaced animals. Okay, and for the communication department, we're just starting to uh, do some communication work here, uh, basically creating flyers and letters and press releases that we're planning on doing to get the word out to the people of Camp Hill of what's going on with recovery plans. But this is a this is a flyer that I did yesterday for the town of Camp Hill. Um, Arise Transportation in Alexander City is offering van services each Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. to Alexander City. A separate one-time run to Opelika destinations at a party for Camp Hill at 8.30 a.m. also on Tuesdays. Um, so if you, know, you got things that you need to do, doctor's appointments, personal errand shopping, or what have you, um, you can contact Dean Bonner at the Camp Hill Storm Response Center. His number is every call 757-217-7066. Every sign up uh, and you'll be signed up on the list. That list is due on Mondays at 8 a.m. Uh, so you got a couple of days to do that. Okay. Uh, this is another update. Uh, I believe it was from yesterday. So uh, it was from yesterday. So let's let's listen to that. Hold on, I'll start over. Everybody coming to you from the Volunteer Recovery Center in Camp Hill. Uh, today is Friday, April the seventh. Uh, we have our volunteer reception area up give you uh, an idea of what's going on. We've got that set up there. We also have a way to process all of these work orders for the folks who have signed up for crisis cleanup. They're working diligently on that. Let's start our Everybody coming to you from the Volunteer Recovery Center in Camp Hill. Uh, today is Friday, April the 7th. Uh, we have our volunteer reception area up to give you uh, an idea of what's going on. We've got that up there. Uh, going back a little bit, that's the that's the volunteer uh, that's the volunteer uh, reception station right here. We've got that set up there. We also have a way to process all of these work orders for the folks who have signed up for crisis cleanup. You'll see uh, Chief Darlin, Amanda, they're working diligently on that. Uh, we've got a couple of volunteers signing folks in. Um, we're working on getting more volunteers here. We're gonna need help staffing this volunteer resource center, but there's an information desk here for folks who are interested in what's going on uh, to, to kind of have an idea of how things are moving. There's so much planning and things moving in the background. Um, we were hoping to get big organizations here soon. But if you know anyone with a church, you're here in town and want to volunteer to sign volunteers in and out until we can get people in here to do the roof tarping and, and come meet the other needs. Um, come down to see us. If you have any questions, come down here because that's where you're going to get the best information on this. 
the issue right now is that we still do not have a disaster declaration. We don't know how that's how long that's going to take, but we are functioning as if that's not coming and reaching out to any and all nonprofits who will come in. So there are some big ones on the way. Alabama Baptist Disaster Relief Team Rubicon, others who are coming to uh, to help us. Um, but uh, if you're in town and you can help out here, uh, we need you too. Thank you. So that was an update from yesterday, as a matter of fact. And again, uh, some of us that have contacts with churches and nonprofits and journalists from Birmingham or the Montgomery viewing area, we're working on trying to um, elevate this crisis and get it out there in front of that. Hopefully we can get the volunteers coming in and we can get more resources coming in. And so uh, for the communications department, that is part of the job that we would be doing. Okay, so this is another flyer, you know, that's been done. Um, this is the call for, so this is the call for volunteers. And if I click on one of these uh, here, so this is one, one of the flyers uh, that I have designed personally. And by the way, the Camp Hill Disaster Recovery Center will be open daily from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we are looking for volunteers uh, here. That's the address 41 Hurd Street in Camp Hill. Uh, we need to staff the resource center, tarp insulation, uh, mark out homes. That that means that you know homes that are in this rate and need repairs, mold mitigation, uh, general volunteer duties, logistics. That that means uh, setting up a plan, a long term plan or short term plan, and, and make sure that that plan is implemented and as well as volunteers. Also, uh, they need uh, people to go to homes to do what is called a prioritized needs assessment. Now, we already did a damage assessment, which was turning this past Thursday to the state. And in turn, the state would turn that into uh, FEMA. Right now, we have not heard anything from the state, and we have not heard anything from FEMA. So as one of the videos suggests that we will operate this resource center as if there is no declaration. You know, so with that, we need churches, we need nonprofit organizations, individuals, groups, and even businesses who will be willing to donate their time and resources and finances to help the people of Camp Hill. And we also need media coverage. If you're listening, if you are a podcaster, if you are uh, a social media influencer, if you are a YouTube influencer, if you are a journalist, we need your help as well to uh, elevate the disaster so that we can get the resources that we need, we can get the volunteers that we need, we can get uh, funding. So that's important. If you want to volunteer, you can contact Warren Tidewell at area code 334-663-5472, or you can come by 
the uh, Disaster Recovery Center, and that's located at 41 Hurd Street, Camp Hill, Alabama, zip code 36580. And for those of you who do not know what Camp Hill is here in Alabama, it's in Talladega County off of Highway 280. The nearest cities is by Alexander City to the uh, west and Auburn open like to the east. It's kind of hidden. So, you know, it's not a town that if you own 280, you just run across on it. No, you have to turn on uh, State Highway 50, you know, to get there. I call it like in the cut. So it's like really in the cut. So it's like one of those forgotten towns that people really don't know about. So a disaster like this, uh, towns like Camp Hill tend to be overlooked a lot of times. And so that's where your podcasters, your journalists, your influencers, that's where you come in. We need you to help us elevate this disaster so that more people would know what's going on here. And hopefully by doing that, we'll be able to get funding and resources and volunteers. And this is a similar, this is a similar, uh, this is a similar flyer that went out. By the way, this was shared, uh, this was shared a lot of times here. This, uh, this was actually shared 22 times. Okay, so Bill Eckwards is a local here. He's uh, been with the recovery center since it's established. He's one of the uh, contacts, um, along with a guy named uh, Dean Bonner, um, who is uh, uh, he's working with the senior citizen population here. And again, this is uh, this is the main website of Facebook Facebook page better for what's going on here at the recovery center. And um, these are a lot of posts that are here. Um, Salvation Army has been uh, one of the partners here. This is the uh, this is the storm shelter here is actually on Main Street. Okay, these are the two roofing companies that have been involved in the disaster recovery that been helping uh, put uh, tarts on roofs. So they've been working with us. We certainly appreciate them. The EMA assessment has been completed. It was submitted to the state on Thursday. And so now we are waiting to hear a response from the state and FEMA. But like I said earlier, we will continue to operate as if Camp Hill does not have that federal designation declaration.
And like I said, uh, from, you know, from time to time, whether it's in the afternoon or evening, we have different groups and organizations and churches providing food for the residents, all sorts of, all sorts of things. Okay, this was from, this was from April the 3rd. Uh, that was the day that the Disaster Recovery Center was uh, first established, and that includes the, the Volunteer Center. Uh, in our next report, we will, I will give you a tour of the actual facility, and we're actually going to go to some of the homes. Uh, to where you can actually see the damage for yourself. And that would be the second part of our coverage here. So uh, please tune in for that. And we will post it on Facebook, YouTube, and all the popular social media platforms, hopefully soon. Uh, we got to catch up with that. We've been falling behind. <laughs> and oh, look, this is... Uh, this is actually inside Tower Hall, and I cannot believe that they got my picture. I'm going to get him. <laughs> this is one of the days in which they was, you know, serving food. <laughs> and so they they got me. They got me. So I just want to let you know that, you know, if you want proof that I'm actually here helping out here in Camp Hill, there it is right there. I mean, I'm going to blow it up and see if I can blow it up. Yep, there it is. <laughs> so there it is. You got proof that I've been out here. Let's see what else we got. Okay, that's so that's uh that's pretty much it from uh that's pretty much it from uh the updates that we have here in Camp Hill. What I want to show you, this uh, he's one of the locals here, and he actually have uh, he actually has some. See, he actually had some um, some video footage of the actual storm. There were some power outages, but that was quickly restored. There's been no significant loss of life, um, but there are a significant amount of people that are either a senior citizen or disabled that live in Camp Hill. And again, these are some of the pictures of, that's an example of a car that's totally damaged. And I'm trying to pull up, uh, I'm trying to pull up some of the, I'm trying to pull up some of the, I'm trying to pull up some of the pictures uh, here. So this is an example of a house that had roof damage here. And so when we go on our ride along, uh, you, we would get like up close and personal of uh, some of the houses that been affected and what type of work has already been done and what needs to be done.
Uh, shout out to the Camp Hill Volunteer Fire Department. They have been super awesome here. And just give me a moment and, and don't mind this other stuff that's going on here. And I cannot stress enough that the road to recovery is going to be a long one. Well, as long as this situation is out here and we get the, the donations, the resources, and the volunteers, we can uh, put this town back together. So again, pictures of misplaced dogs. And I think they've been doing a really good job in sharing, you know, information, some of the locals, you know, again, you know, they shared here. Uh, this was actually uh, the disaster command center has actually been re relocated. So this is now the where the volunteer station is going to be at. That's an older picture. They are sharing my flyers. And you also can get more information on the uh, about what's going on here in uh, Camp Hill by going to the Camp Hill Volunteer Fire Department Facebook page and see more displaced animals. This is coming from the Lake Martin area, United Way, which is in Alexander City. Um, they got a flyer that went out. This was some of the roads closures that they had about four days ago. Uh, they're all open and accessible now. Okay, so this right here is, uh, is a report from Elliot at his house. So, we're going to listen to that. We're going to listen to that. Tow trucks going up and down the street, each one with at least two cars. Okay, so taking away folks' cars. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me uh let me go back. Uh so let me go back. Uh I missed it. Hold on. Let me see if I can go back. Good evening. It's me. Uh, I'm sitting out here on the porch stage house, just watching people drive up and down Main Street. That's me, people now. But Lisa and I sat here earlier today. We marveled at the number of tow trucks going up and down the street, each one with at least two cars, taking away folks' cars that were too damaged to continue. It was amazing. We've cut, it's gotten to a point where we recognize different tow drivers. The lady that was running the tow truck, um, 
that pulled up across the street and took two cars. She was the same one that um, was working a couple other cars when we went to deal with the Ram and the um, Rogue <clears throat> the other day. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, things here are, are, are different. Our neighbors, their roof had holes punched completely through it. Uh, but um, they're getting it repaired. Uh, they're retirees like us. Cross, cross street, there are our, our friends, I call them friends, are Bill and CJ. Um, they're trying to um, move on with their lives, but the hailstorm came through and slowed things down for them a bit with a bit of damage that they're working through. Good guys. Uh, they run the, um, the food bank and much of the philanthropic effort for this entire town. They really care about the people here. Uh, you can go over to those guys and they can tell you a lot about who's in need and where those needs are and how long they've had them and what's the most desperate around here. Good fellows. CJ is the local uh, Unitarian Universalist, Universalist Unitarian, whichever way those words go, uh, minister uh, and Buddhist and an all-around grand fellow. And his husband, Bill, also great great guys um they uh they give a shit uh which is in short short supply uh here's camp hill most of you know it's about 900 folks a little bit over used to be bigger but uh that was quite a while ago uh has some beautiful homes and it's just a gorgeous place this is our family, my family's ancestral home, let's call it, uh, from the time post-slavery. Um, in fact, um, our last slave ancestor, there's a street right up here named after him, Brummett Street, young Brummett. Uh, is, uh, after, after, uh, after freedom, he was a, uh, a mason that built lots of these houses and own a lot of property here. Young was an interesting fella. Anyway, reason I'm on here is because we are in desperate times here in Camp Hill. Not us personally. We're we're fine. We have insurance and the insurance will pay it and we'll take a little bit of a hit out of our pocket, but our pocket can take it. So things are good for us. Not good, but okay. Um there are people who are desperate here. They don't have house insurance, but they don't have roofs now. And no way to get those changed. We've been able to, and we're continuing to tarp as many roofs as we can. And in some cases, we know that those tarps can turn into a permanent thing, and we'll have to replace them on and off as people need. I'd love to give everybody roofs, but I don't know where that funding comes from. I don't know how that works. I don't I don't know why we don't have a system in place that makes sure that all Americans have a safe, dry place to be. I know, I know, it's against our capitalist system, which is a pretty messed up system, but that's a whole different issue, the whole predatory nature of it. Anyway, um, 
And uh, the guy that you're listening to, his name is uh, Elliot, Elliot Ware, and he is a local here in Camp Hill, and he's just being real. So if you run across some language that's kind of offensive, I do apologize for that, but I want you to hear from one of the, the people that live here exactly what's going on and he's being real and i think we need that so with that being said we're gonna go back here and by the way some of the names that he had mentioned on here they are local folks who who know the town who know the people so when you have a a disaster of this magnitude or any disaster you definitely want to have local people working with you because again, they live here, they know the town, they know the people, they know the immediate needs versus someone like me who comes all the way from Birmingham. Kind of have an idea of what's going on, but I don't live here, so I don't exactly know the specifics of what's going on here. So that's why it's very important that you hear from the people who actually live here because they know what's going on. They know the people, they know the needs. So we're going to go back and continue listening. So here we go. I'm gonna be coming to a lot of you folks asking you to give me some money because some of you got money, you got more money than, uh, than you need to eat. But I got folks here who don't have enough money to eat. It's amazing. Having gone from upper middle class uh, in an upper middle class environment completely, completely blocked off from the reality of the world. You know, living in Montgomery County, Maryland, and then from there we moved to upstate <laughs> New York. No idea what's actually happening in the world. And now we've moved to this location where honestly the average income here for a family was the same as our monthly income in D.C. The average household income. People are expected to live off of what in DC, when I was working, we were being paid for a month. That is insane. Then I want to uh, touch on that a little bit because there has been conversations about that. So if you're familiar with the Black Bear here in Alabama, uh, if you go from Auburn to like Selma uh, through Montgomery, that's considered to be the Black Belt. And for the most part, if you live like in the Selma area, uh, Greene County, Harrell County, Pickens County, uh, Sumter County, Marengo County, Bibb County, um, those are the most impoverished areas in the state of Alabama where they said that the average income there is less than $10,000 a year. And so... Elliot was mentioning that Camp Hill is in the same situation, that you have people uh, 
you know, according to him, he said uh, probably uh, uh, that some people make here in a year to where he was making in a month in, in, in DC. So what's the average uh, between uh, between uh, twelve hundred and two thousand dollars a month on average? That's 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 insane. Um, so I, I want so so you can really feel the the passion that he has and him making a point that this is a town that is impoverished and if you have a storm any type of storm of any magnitude that makes the situation a whole lot worse uh, so we're going to continue and then the weather came through and stomped it down bunch of poor people ended up being poorer through no fault of their own and in such a way that it's hard to tell because if you look you drive through town it's amazing if you don't really notice the tarps you don't really see that anything happened but at the same time giant ice balls fell from the sky and smashed through people's roofs we have people missing pets because if your dog or cat or whatever was outside in this it's dead Luckily, it happened in the middle of the night. The thing that we all dread for what our normal weather situation is with tornadoes. You don't want that to happen tonight. But luckily, this happened late at night. So nobody was outside in general. We did hear of uh, um, an 80-something-year-old lady who had to go outside, and she got hit and hurt by one of these giant hail balls. I mean, just us we have and just to reiterate what he was saying that the the hailstorm that they have is something that i have never witnessed here in any anywhere i mean there was like golf size softball size even grapefruit size hail that fell in Camp Hill, and when I went out with the team to do the damage assessment, I get to see for myself exactly what they was talking about. We had, I mean, we had cars destroyed, roofs dismantled. You know, as, as Elliot said, some people got hurt. I mean, just their livelihood just, just uprooted. And then a matter of what, 15 minutes or something? And who would have thought that a 15 minute hailstorm could cause that much damage. Imagine if it was like 30 minutes or an hour or two hours. Devastation would have been a lot greater. But again, there's most of the people did not get hurt and there was no casualties. Uh, but as he mentioned, there was a lot of displaced pets. damage, relatively speaking. And I'm here to tell you, in this less than a quarter of an acre piece of property I own, we suffered $100,000 in damage. $100,000 in damage. And we're not 
there's nothing here fancy schmidt none of that this that's so much money but we have but there there's a lot of historical buildings there are here as well the where the mobile command the disaster recovery center is is an example of a historical building again when we go out and do our tour you'll get to see what i'm talking about insurance that hundred thousand dollars is covered now take that hundred thousand dollars and stick it on somebody who doesn't have insurance and is living off of social security and minimum social security not that big fat check that most of you assholes are getting that little tiny whatever the hell the minimum is twelve hundred fifteen hundred dollar a month check that's what they're living off of and they suffered probably almost as much damage as we did. I've got some extra crap, sure, but if it wasn't a hundred thousand, it was fifty. And where do you get fifty thousand dollars if you don't have fifty thousand dollars? Where do you get that to fix your roof? You don't. So you keep replacing that boot. You couldn't afford now. Put it up on your roof. So somebody's got to do that. You can't do it because you're 70 years old. So how do you put a blue tarp up on your roof? You got to pay somebody. You don't have money. And so you wait until the water starts coming in. When the water starts coming in, it damages other stuff. You know what water does in Alabama where the humidity runs uh, a level that you can't even imagine? That water makes mold. And if you're 70 years old and you're in a mold-ridden house because of a hailstorm that happened eight months ago, but you weren't able to keep that plastic tarp on because you couldn't fix your roof and the water came in, so the mold grew up. And eight, nine months from now, 12 months from now, two years from now, you've got a respiratory infection that you got from the mold and it's killing you. But you don't have health insurance and this is alabama so all that obamacare medicaid stuff ah whatever <laughs> we're not concerned all right so two years from now you're 80 you're dying because of the mold that you sucked in because of a hailstorm that happened two years ago because nobody gave a shit because there weren't enough trees down it wasn't a tornado, so it couldn't have possibly been that bad, but folks are going to die. Now, I'll be straight. Now, again, this is what you call one of those hidden disasters. If, you, if you're not really here and you're working, you're volunteering, you're actually out in the field and you're actually talking to people and you're seeing for yourself, exactly what happened, you're not going to know. And so people are going to come here and they're going to have no clue of what's going on here. That's why this center has been set up uh, so that you can get educated on what's going on here. Uh, so you don't go out here and, and you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we have this recovery center. Uh, here, this is the place where you're going to get the most accurate information. But again, I definitely want you to listen to this local because, you know, even though he, uh, there's some profanity that being used here, and I do apologize for that, he's being real. 
And if we're to appeal to any case and really get the word about how devastating this is, you you need to hear something like that. So we're going to go back. A lot of y'all know me. You know, I try to do that when I can. We were wavery on staying in Camp Hill right before this happened because of a lot of other crap that was going on. And I also want to mention, too, that uh, time and time again, communities uh, that get hit by a tornado are much more noticeable because if, and it gets more news coverage, because, you know, whenever you get a tornado or a severe thunderstorm, it gets a lot of media coverage. And then after the storm, the tornadoes and the thunderstorms hit, you got team coverage from whoever, and they're out here. But here in Camp here, we're talking about a hailstorm. Yeah, hailstorm. So you don't necessarily get to really see the damage until you actually come here and see for yourself. And so that's why people are saying, well, this is a hidden disaster. Because if you're not here, you can't see what's going on here versus, you know, a tornado that hit with uh, 100 mile an hour winds. And you can, you know, see that trees been uprooted from the ground, destroyed homes, destroyed cars, possibly loss of life, injury, all, all of that is obvious. But what we're dealing here in Camp Hill is something hidden that you actually have to be here and see for yourself. And so that's what he's talking about here, just for context. Just didn't feel like this was place for us, perhaps. And then the storm happened. And we'll get our stuff fixed and we can move on with our plans to move on, but we can't because people need. We can't because some folks, folks like Warren Tidwell, that little fella is a nice guy. Y'all would love him. Everybody knows me would love him. And not because he's like me, but because he's not. He's a man that actually cares and gives a shit and doesn't have to. Warren doesn't live here, people. Warren doesn't. Warren has a commute to the problem he comes here to be where the issue is he comes from auburn there are a lot of folks in auburn a lot of them got money and it doesn't appear to any of them give rats ass about what's happening up here that's not true some folks do there's united way folks that was wonderful there showed up these good people in the food bank folks that was wonderful and i'm really glad that he set the record straight on that I know I had a conversation about someone and they asked, well, where do people from Auburn, Oberlika, Alexander City? And there's another talk called David, where they're at. So I'm glad that he set the record straight on that. And there have been some folks from these areas that actually came out. So whoever you are, shout outs to you. I'm glad that Elliot set the record straight on that. I mean, you know, works, but Something's about that to happen. A friend of mine from uh, when I was very young. If it, I don't know how it works, but anyway. Um, what was I saying? I was saying, and I really wanted to say this, that uh, living here and seeing 
what's happened. And it happened in such a way that it required people to really have compassion and to take two seconds to look underneath it because you can't see the devastation unless you go inside somebody's house. You go inside somebody's house and you'll see it. And that's that, that really has been sort of story camp. And uh, that, that was basically a confirmation of what I just said earlier about if you're not here, you really don't know the extent of the damage and devastation that's here. He just kind of confirmed what I've been saying earlier. You know, but again, I think it's great that you hear it from someone that actually lives here. So it's a beautiful place, but you got to look underneath. When you look underneath, you find out it needs so much stuff. And that needs even more. Those people who don't have, everybody here is it's fascinating if you come here. Folks tend to all have, all have the same name. There's only, I, I would bet, in, I, I bet 70% of the population is covered by less than 10 surnames. And this is a population, I believe, Camp Hill is 90, 92% black. And I bet it's covered. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of it's covered by less than 10 surnames. And that's because, well, you, you know why that is. That's because that's who owned the plantations around here. And, and uh, as the enslaved game their quote unquote, yeah, I just made that shit right there. As the enslaved gave their freedom, uh, they took those names. Their names, folks, uh, I am descended from three of those the, directly. I'm descended from more in another direction, but um, coming down in the most obvious folks, we're here. Now, um, those folks have been here. Or I, I say that because my point is the families that are here have been here for a very, very long time. It is, this is, 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 is their home and it's where they've always been. And it deserves to be saved because these people have put in the hard work to make this place. It deserves to be saved. And those of us who have a bit more, I think have a bit of a responsibility to places like this save them. Everybody doesn't need to live in the city. God knows everybody doesn't need to live in a suburb or fashionable rural location. None of that. Some folks need to live in these towns that built the country and made us who we are. Alright, so now I'm getting ridiculous. I am going to have myself a little drink of well, few of you know what this is, Kendall. Uh, for uh, so that's pretty much the extent of that's pretty much the extent of you got someone that actually is a local person here, and he was just really given a like real situation 
of what's going on here. Like, like I said earlier, he, you know, he lives here, so he knows exactly what's going on. And you heard from someone that actually, you heard from someone that actually, so you heard from someone that actually lives here. And so you kind of have, so now you kind of have an idea of exactly what's going on here. And I wanted to wanted to show you the actual uh, video of uh, some of the storm damage that been through, like this one right here. And the hail on the port and the hail on the ground and the hail beating the snot out of the rest of my um it's hilarious now hello okay then here's another one right here Well, that rain is pouring down. See, look at that. And you can hear the hail falling too. Okay, so that's that's basically an example of. That's basically an example of what I've been saying all along. But in our Kachimi coverage, we will actually go out in the field to see exactly the extent of the damage and what has been done. So that's pretty much everything that, that's pretty much everything that has taken place in the past, in the recent past. So now you know everything is going on here. So before we close, I want to highlight some of the needs that we have here. So uh, we're very grateful for a uh, transportation company, Alexander City, that would be providing uh, transportation for local residents. But other needs are including canned goods, dry goods, that, that could like rice, potatoes, cereal, things of that nature, personal hygiene products, paper products, cleaning supplies, buckets. We can always use financial donations. And again, if you are a journalist, a podcaster, or an influencer, we need to elevate this coverage. And we also need volunteers. So what are some of the things uh, here? Again, we have the 
disaster recovery center here and we need volunteers to help run that uh we need skilled tarp and roof insulators we need people on the ground to do what's called a prioritized needs assessment that is we go from house to house we talk to individuals we talk to families to see what their personal needs are and again we need uh, uh media coverage we also need people to uh serve lunch and dinner on a daily basis we also need people to help uh, uh put together and serve the food boxes that they get on a weekly basis from the food bank okay and so how so how can you help so so if you want to help so how can you help Okay, I'm, I'm going to get that information to you as to uh, how you can help. Okay, if you can, you can come by the uh, Camp Hill Disaster Recovery Center located at 41 Hurst Street in Camp Hill that's off of Main Street. Uh, is also where City Hall, I mean, town, the town hall is. You can also call Warren Tidwell if you want to know more information or you want to help out or if you want to give. That number is every call 334 663 5472. You can also keep updates what's going on here in the disaster recovery efforts this is the camp hill alabama facebook page um, you can do a search on facebook and you can type camp hill alabama and it's the actual group that you can go to uh, to do that and this is where you would get the most accurate information from so please if you can't come by or call and they will get you squared away. And then finally, I want to point out that on tomorrow, weather permitting, we will have an actual tour of the disaster recovery area as well. We will be going out in the field to show you exactly what's being done, what needs to be done. And if we can, we may be able to talk to a couple of individuals that live in Camp Hill as well to share some of their stories. So weather permitting, hopefully we'll be able to do that. So until then, I hope that you find this presentation and I'm gonna stop sharing my screen now. I hope that you find this information to be informative. And like I said earlier, we will post this on Facebook, YouTube, and all the major podcasting platforms so that hopefully if you see this, or you hear it, that you either donate or you will volunteer your time. So again, I thank you so much for being part of this presentation. And what a way to start our sixth season here, uh, talking about something that is unheard of, is a 
hidden disaster is almost considered to be a climate crisis. And for those of you environmentalists that are watching, you understand what I'm talking about. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully we'll see you again soon uh, with another report of what's going on here. Again, uh, continue to follow us on Facebook uh, for more information, as well as the Camp Hill Alabama Facebook page that's on here, where you would get the latest information and updates. Until then, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. The views expressed on this program are those of the guests and not necessarily the views of management and staff of OBS Radio, OBS International, and Greater Works Business Services. Guests who appear on this podcast are not required to pay a fee and is made possible by RadioGuestList.com. For more information, please visit our website at www.obsintl.cf. Follow OBS on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash broadcast section. If you want to contribute financially to help us continue broadcasting, please go to paypal.me.obsintl. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time. This is a presentation of OBS News, which is responsible for the guests and comments. This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services.